Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. How was the show? Incredible. I bought the t-shirt. I see that. Oh, so good. Where did they play? Uh, at the Uptown. Is buying the t-shirt indicative of how quality the show was? Yes. I, I think it's always okay. indicative always. of that. Well, plus it's just a really cool Indigo Girls logo. But I went Got with half a, a guitar. Yeah, went with a bunch of women and just, well, let's be honest. I think I saw two men there. <laughs> And one was the bartender. No self-respecting man. <laughs> listen, listen. And and it this, was a women fest. I, I think the, the that song "Closer to Fine" by the Indigo Girls is a great song, um, which is now a hit again because of the Barbie movie because Brandy Carlile re-released right. it. Um, so, but you know they've been around since the early nineties. Yep. Um, no self-respecting man goes to an Indigo Girls. I, I disagree. I think you can like their music. You would just you go, can like it. You, you can't go see them. You would go knowing that you're probably going to be surrounded by women. That's there's nothing wrong with that. It's it, like it, dads going to a Taylor Swift show. It was incredible. There are a lot of dads at the Taylor Swift show. Yeah, up in the upper rafters. Yeah, waiting they to take didn't their even home. finish with closer to fine. I mean, that's how deep their catalog goes. Dana, stop. <laughs> it was so good. Yesterday, I asked you to name one Indigo Girls song. You said closer to fine. I'm like. Okay. There you go. I, I got go, you. And then I said, name a second. You go, oh. Well, no, there's the one that starts with a G. Um, Galileo. They did do that one, and I do remember that one from college. That was like the soundtrack of my college years. A, a guy at an Indigo Girls concert. That and like 10,000 Maniacs. Remember that? Is like seeing, oh, I love 10,000. Oh, I love Natalie 10, Merchant. Well, but I think 10,000 Maniacs is better. I really do. Uh, but seeing a guy at an Indigo Girls concert <laughs> is like seeing a chick at an Iron Maiden concert. We just had so much fun. I'm glad. Yeah, it was a good time. You know what I did last night? For the first time fun. in my life, I went to a hockey game and enjoyed it. You had never been to a hockey no, game? No, I've been to hockey games before, okay. like maybe five. And I was always just like, oh, okay, it's like soccer on ice with pads because you're a wimp. Um, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Tell that to the folks who get their necks. Never mind. So last night, um, my neighbor, my neighbors across the street, uh, Denny and Heather, you, yeah. you met them. Yeah. Um, and I adore them. They're, they're some of my dearest friends. Their son uh, is now a freshman at KU and he's on the KU hockey team. I did not even know that KU had a hockey team. They do. And he's on it. Okay. And so he's number 65. And so number four normally, but he wore 65 last night. Um, so we went out to the Independence Event Center. And it was, dare I say, it wasn't sold out. 
But there was a good crowd out there for Knock, KUMU. Knocking at the door, it sold out. Well, of course, if it's KUMU, that's yep. so much fun. And so I, for the first time in my life, I could actually follow the game. I could yeah. see the puck. Maybe it's because I was sober. Do they allow fighting? Not at, okay, not at, not at college. Good. No. Only and at then, the professional level. What but, was but the th- score? Six to four KU. So good. You got to see some action and the puck's going into the thing yeah. and good. Man, I had a blast. And my buddy Denny sat behind me, thank God, because I don't understand the rules of hockey. And they're sort of kind of similar to soccer, but not really. The and, offsides is a major difference. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's really confusing. Um not unlike soccer's offsides, which I understand, but I still don't understand hockey's offsides. But uh, so I would just sit there throughout the entire game, and I'm like, "Explain what just happened." Right. And he would just lean in and say, "Okay, that was a, a back check." Yeah. And sure. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <clears throat> long story short, we had a wonderful time um, a- after the horribleness that was yeah. yesterday. I'm so glad that you went to the Indigo Girls. I had to unplug, and I, went to a and I think game. you had to unplug, yep. and we just had to reset. It has just been so heavy. This city, so heavy, again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, and we will spend quite a bit of time today sort of unpacking what we've learned in the last 24 hours. Um, Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters-Baker will join us at 4.15 today. She is in meetings and is swamped, as you can imagine, all day mm-hmm. today dealing with um, not only this crisis, but the the other tragedies that that have, have knocked on our door here, Scott. It's just been... It's, it's been a heavy three weeks. Really, really heavy three weeks. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's ironic. I don't know that ironic's the right word. Um, but with as much celebration, yeah. right? Yeah. That this city has had in the last you know, couple of weeks and years for that matter. And yet how heavy the news has been in this town uh, over the last two, three weeks. And I, like everybody in this town, uh, after the show last night, I just I just needed a break. And thank God uh, we had already purchased these tickets to the hockey game. Yeah. And I remember getting off the air last night and uh, I'm on the phone with T and I'm like, uh, we, we've got we've got to go to this hockey game. We bought the tickets. Yeah, and of course it's probably the last thing you feel like doing. And, and it was. Yeah, it was. I, I I remember driving home last night, and I said I really just want to just veg out, watch TV, yeah, uh, drink a coke, um, just I I just need to decompress. Yeah. And she goes, let's go to the hockey game, and I'm like, all right. Oh. And and I didn't want I didn't want to let the Meads down. No, you know, they, of course I wanted to support their kid. I, I, I think if I may, part part of the reason we're sharing these stories about our just silly little evenings is that go this weekend and find something. Yes. Just to get away from the news for a little bit, and it's okay to do that. It's, you know, if if you are a doom scroller, there there is something called compound trauma. I was talking to Chris about this last night. Compound trauma. Yeah, just the just the never stopping drip of the awfulness that we have been this cloud has been over this town for weeks and yeah. there are real mental health ramifications for those things god knows if you were at the parade or around the parade or if you work in at law crown enforcement center. if you were near crown center I mean, that's still working its way through the system and so you know, take some time for you and make sure that you do that. And I'm glad that you did it last night. I'm glad that I did it. And then yeah. we'll dive back in for a little bit today. And then 
I think you and I need to step back from the scrolling, quite frankly, for, for a while. Well, Scott, if you're growing uh, into a true hockey fan, you can go out to that Cable Dahmer Arena more often and go see the Kansas City Mavericks. Yeah. Well, I- I'm not there yet. I said growing. You're, you know. I got sporting tomorrow night. Blossoming. All right, so I missed the news conference. Again, Prosecutor Jean Peters-Baker will join us live at 4.15, but let's just go through what we know. Um, criminal charges were announced today for the man alleged to have fatally shot a Jackson County civil process server as well as an independence police officer and wounding two other police officers. He is 69-year-old Larry D. Acree or Acree? How are we saying this? Acree is how JPB said it. Is Acree charged with two counts of first-degree murder in the killings of Jackson County civil process server Drexel Mack and independence police officer Cody Allen. Uh, Acree is accused of first-degree assault and armed criminal action, and Baker said additional criminal charges are expected um you know she mentioned that this is a really really hard day um quote i think all of us would like to roll back the clock a few hours to avoid this uh as of late today Acree was being treated in a hospital for injuries they described yesterday as minor uh he is in law enforcement custody on a two million dollar cash bond he will go directly to jail Once he recovers. Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah. I I did watch the entire news conference. And yesterday we were told that he had been shot in the arm. Today they indicated he was in critical condition. So I'm wondering, and maybe maybe we'll get some more information from Gene Peters Baker at 415. Um, Are his injuries more, I mean, a, 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 a gunshot wound to the arm, I'm sure isn't pleasant. Yeah. But it doesn't put you in critical condition. And he is in critical condition. It, it, it bears repeating that, and, and we'll get to some of her comments here in just a second, Sam. They have not charged him, Larry Acree, with the shooting of the second officer. Yeah. And I don't know why. And and certainly that's going to be a question that sure. we asked Gene Peters Baker also that came up during the news conference today and something we were hearing a lot on the text line. And she she danced around this question. Is Larry Cree a sovereign citizen? There it is. And there's she, a lot of chatter yeah, about that out there. And, and and whether that's true or not, I have no idea. I want to be very clear. But she was asked about that today and she danced on that. You know, those are those nuts who don't believe in license plates and, you know, the government until you need a fire truck or yeah, something. Yeah, sure. Then I all mean, of a sudden, you, you, then all of a sudden, you really you don't want enjoy. to drive. You don't want a driver's license. Yeah. You don't want a license right. plate. You don't right. want to pay your taxes. Whatever. Here is Gene Peters Baker. Uh, welcome to uh, the Independence Police Department, where um, hearts are heavy, and um, we have a, a somber announcement to make today. But with me is. Uh, Deputy Chief Jason Peterson, Um, he is standing in uh, on behalf of the chief um, who has some other very... He is a a white male whose last known residence was in Independence, Missouri. And um, he has been charged with multiple charges. Um, As I get to that, I want to tell you that he's in custody on a $2 million bond. He's in a hospital at this moment, um, but he's expected to be transported to the Jackson County Detention Center 
um, in as soon as he is able. Um, the charges that I have are murder in the first degree um, for the death of a um, court process server um, named Drexel Mack. Um, so Mr. Mack was uh, simply doing his job yesterday when um, he met a fate that um, shouldn't be associated um, with serving process on behalf of the court. You know, one of the questions I want to ask Jean Peters Baker when she joins us at 415, does she anticipate planning to file for the death penalty? I cannot imagine a scenario under which this would not qualify. You know, you, we, we reserve this for the worst of the worst, and, and the murder of a law enforcement officer is on that list um, where this could apply. I, I, you know, I think, you know, in the interim, they just need to get these charges filed. Just to hold him. Just to hold him. Yeah. Um, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how this unfolded. We know a little bit more about how this unfolded. There was a knock at the door. No one answered the knock. And then what happened after that? We'll get to that in just a moment. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Gene Peters Baker, the Jackson County prosecutor, will join us on the program at 415 this afternoon. They have charged today Larry Acree with two counts of first-degree murder and two counts of armed criminal action. More charges are likely in relation to the other people that were injured yesterday in that horrible incident in Eastern Independence. Um, Larry Acree is 69 years old, and he is held currently on $2 million bond. Our telephone number is 913-586-7798. So the easiest way to explain how this started was that Larry Acree was losing his house, period. He had not paid his taxes in years. They began serving papers on his home on February 9th of 2023. So two witnesses arrived to physically evict him from that home, and they had a court order for that. Um, they get there. They start drilling the lock to remove the padlock from the gated drive. After he did not answer the door. They approach the front door of the residence. After knocking and announcing that, hey, we're here, they received no answer at the front door or any indication that the residence was occupied. And I'm reading now straight from the probable cause statement. The door of the residence was locked after receiving no response to their knocking and announcing the property maintenance contractor drilled out the lock on the front door. Victim one and witness one entered the residence and upon entering, gunfire came from within. Victim one was struck by the gunfire and fell onto the floor immediately inside the front door of that house. It was the witness who then ran and called 911 and said, mm -hmm. my partner here has been shot. We need help. That's what sent independence officers to the scene. And officers arrived. Three independence police officers entered the house and attempted to get 
Larry Drexel Mack oh. out. Because Drexel Mack was shot and laying on the inside of that residence. So police run in to try to get Drexel Mack out, who sadly lost his life. And as they are trying to get him out, additional gunfire came from inside. The witness then observed an independence police officer being struck by the gunfire. A second independence officer struck in his torso. Officers returned fire at the suspect. Uh, We just got word that the Jackson County um, Court will hold a news conference at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Okay. Wait, the who? Jackson County Court. Okay. Uh, They're going to hold it in Division uh, 15 on the fourth floor. One one thing they said um, as either part of the news coverage or part of the news conference, I can't remember which one, Scott, is that this case, um, as it moves forward, some of this with respect to the murder of 12-year court employee (sighs) Drexel Mack is going to have to be heard in front of another judge. Yes, all of the Jackson County judges, because he was a longtime member of the Jackson County court system. Correct. All of the Jackson County judges are going to have to recuse themselves. Let me, let me ask you something. Do you think he's going to try to use a castle doctrine oh, defense? Please. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. Yeah. Will he try because Missouri laws are so flimsy and horrible when it comes to that stuff? Yes. I think any good defense attorney is going to say, well, he thought someone was drilling their way into his house. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is the process under which you have to (laughs) establish it. Oh, Scott, we talked to these court process servers yesterday. They don't just show up on a Monday after you haven't paid your taxes a couple times and take your house. There are notices. The notices have notices. Then -hmm. there's another notice. Then Mm -hmm. right before it happens, there's another notice. Well, and 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 Gene Peters Baker. He would have known this house had been sold on the courthouse steps for twenty seven thousand dollars to somebody. He would have been notified after the sale too, knowing this was coming. Yes. And and Gene Peters Baker pointed out today in her news conference that they. And again, to repeat myself from the previous segment, they had been serving paperwork on this guy. Since February 9th of last year, not wow. February 9th of wow. this year, February 9th of 2023 is when they first made contact with Larry Cree saying you are not paying your property taxes. And if you don't start paying your taxes, you're going to lose this house. Now, <laughs> we don't know whether he just stopped paying his taxes because he couldn't afford them because the value of that property went significantly up over the years he owned it. And it did according to tax records. Or do these sovereign citizen nuts don't believe they have to pay taxes because they don't recognize the government. And we don't know that he's a sovereign citizen, but there have been a lot of rumors about that. And Gene Peters Baker did not address that when asked about that earlier. Because it doesn't necessarily go to the motive of the shootings. It does go to the, it would go to the mindset that I don't believe if, if in fact this is his belief system, it would go to the mindset that I don't believe in your rules or your taxes because, I mean, don't they not have license plates or... They don't get driver's licenses. They do not get license plates. They do not pay their taxes. They do not get passports. They do not believe sovereign citizens. And again, we don't so know they don't ever is- So they don't ever travel outside the country if you don't have a passport. Correct. Because the government doesn't have the authority to give me a passport. Sovereign citizens 
And we, again, let me preface all of this by saying we don't know if he is one or not. And hopefully Gene Peters Baker will expand on that later at 415 when we talk to her on the air. Sovereign citizens are cray cray. They don't believe that the government has any. Right. I always say until someone's choking and you need to call 911. Let me rephrase. And, and then please come help. They have not agreed to sign up to the same social contract that you and I have agreed to sign up to, where we pay taxes in exchange for government service, right? We recognize that driving is not a right, it's a privilege. And they want nothing to do with the society that we live in. Now, again, whether he's one of those or not, I don't know. I don't care. Well, I do care. Uh, we'll find out at 4.15. Esther and the others, hang tight. We'll get with all of you in just a moment. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So I want to talk a little bit about the house and we are not going to speculate. We are just going to state the facts on that property as we know them, because the valuation in the last few years and the increase in that valuation was substantial. Sam, what have you learned? Uh, so he bought the house from the builder, I believe, for one hundred and ten thousand dollars in 2004. Uh, last year, the market value for the home, or excuse me, in 2022, the market value for the home was listed at $360,000. In 2023, that jumped up to six hundred and seventy-five five. Six hundred and seventy-five this year. Uh, that would be in 2023. We don't have this year's numbers yet. Well, you said it was three sixty, but in it went from from an initial valuation of one hundred and ten thousand when he bought it. Mm -hmm. Then it jumped the in most 20, recent being tax year twenty twenty three. Then it jumped 000, well, but then it roughly. jumped to three hundred sixty. Correct. And then from three hundred sixty, it jumped to six hundred seventy thousand dollars. And so, and we don't know why he lost the house. Yeah, we we don't know if it no, was nor, because nor he, are we offering excuses, but all of the pieces of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. And the last receipt, by the way, is January 1st of 2019 for paid taxes. He did not pay after 2019. All right. He has not paid since 2019? That is correct. But does it indicate that he paid prior to 2019? Yes, every year. Huh. Uh, and then the new buyer who purchased it on January, or excuse me, February 1st, paid off 18.5 uh, of the delinquent taxes. So he owed $18,500 in taxes 
and that's what they auctioned the house off for. Is that, is that what I understand? Well, that's confusing because the judgment, which is what they would have auctioned it off for, was twenty-seven seven. Yeah. Uh, but it says the purchase price was two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Hmm. So that doesn't make any sense. All right. Okay. Phones are ringing. Um, look, law enforcement and the court process servers with that paperwork have the legal right to go onto that property and evict anyone who remains inside. We spoke with civil process servers yesterday. We spoke with law enforcement who are asked to to go along in some cases on these services. They did not on this one. They did not on this one. But they had the legal right to do what they were there doing. They were doing their jobs. Esther in Lee Summit. Esther, hello. Hey, I have a question, and you may have touched on this yesterday with your experts because I didn't get to listen to everything you said. However, I did get to listen to the lady, the prosecutor today on TV. Who put the locks on the gate and the home? If the county, I mean, excuse me, if the court did, then I guess the guy was trespassing and went in a different way. If he did it and they had to cut all that stuff, like she mentioned today, they had to cut the locks off. My gosh, if I'd have seen that, I really would have been calling for backup. We, we I mean, who, Esther, who real actually quick, did that? Yeah, it's a good question. Why was there a lock on the gate? Um, if you remember the aerials of that property yesterday, Scott, was there not like a hundred different ways to get to that house? I mean, it's on yes. like acres and acres and acres. So I, I would find it difficult to believe that somehow someone with the government put a lock on the gate. I don't know that they would have been legally allowed to do that until the point in time that they show up to kick you out. And remember, they always bring a locksmith with them. We talked to the process servers about this yesterday. They said, look, you always bring a locksmith because you don't want the people going back in that you're kicking out. And and do you have – this is where I need a process server to call in. When when you is – it, is it typical that when you go to a home to serve papers on somebody, if they don't answer the door – is it typical that you would just start unscrewing drilling. the locks? They drill it. We, yes. One of them said yesterday, we start drilling. We announce, we announce, we announce. They have had weeks so, of paperwork, months of paperwork. You know this is coming. One of them even said the week before, we will say, we are coming. Now, they might not say the exact time of day, sure. but we will be here in one week but, to change the locks, and you need to be gone by then, because remember, she said, we would prefer nobody be inside. But yesterday, you and I were talking, and we had Mark Terman on, uh, former Kansas City, Missouri police captain, and, and we were talking about maybe ways that this process, if you will, could be improved, made a little bit safer. Sure. Right? So at the point where you start to, you think you need to start drilling out the locks, at that point, maybe we wait, and we say... We need police backup, just in case. In every single eviction? Okay, just so you remember, I know. one woman said she does between 20 and 50 evictions per week. Well, I thought it was odd that they didn't have a police presence with them for the official eviction. No. The, the official were kicking you out. I don't but think that they do, Sam. There would be no way. We don't have the staff to, to do that. In the press conference earlier today, she did say that they had been out to that house multiple times without issue. So they probably thought. Well, but does without issue mean that he just didn't answer the door and we just left paperwork or he answered the door and we had a cordial visit? That's fair. I don't know. I, I have so many questions for Gene, uh, Gene Peters Baker. 
at 4.15. Cody and Shawnee. Cody, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. Hope you're well. We are. Thank you. I hope you are, too. Yes, thank you. As, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that sovereign nation type of thing. I've met people like this in the Kansas City area, outside of the area as well. Um, now, as a Native American in Dana, uh, are you enrolled uh, from your, your tribe down in Oklahoma? Um, my mother has enrolled all of the children. Yes, her and I am on the list. The paperwork is still going through, and it's, it's quite something to get that done. Okay, so as a enrolled member of a federally recognized tribe, which I am, we are considered sovereign people with your or you know so, a sovereign nation within a nation, right? Um, but to a to to a different de- degree of what this gentleman and all these other opposing people are part of this. If he faction. is, yeah, yeah, yep. If he is the. The sovereign nation doesn't apply to people like that. And I've had conversations with people like this, and they don't understand why. And I said, because they said, why is it that Native, Native people have that sovereign nation tag? And I said it was because of treaties made with Native tribes. So that was a government, the U.S. government made treaties with us. And within those treaties, that's what stated you can be you know, a, a, a sovereign people. But, you know, they, they didn't know back then that, that hey, you know, the possibility of, you know, casinos being built on reservations was, was, was ever a thing or that Native people were actually going to, you know, increase their population. They literally thought that the decrease of us was going to be the annihilation of us down the road. So they thought, give it 100 years and these people won't be here, right? So we preach sovereign a sovereign nation but, or, but or is a and people. cody and that is and i understand your point that is a very very different very different um set of rules or set of beliefs than than what we could possibly be talking about here ryan in south kansas city ryan hello hi how's it going it's going well um uh yeah uh so i'd used to live with a process server and I helped her out several times. Um, There is a difference between an eviction notice and a final eviction notice. So a final eviction notice, you have to make sure that the property is cleared. Like there are no personnel left there at all. So, so when you are there and you do the knock, uh, if they are still inside or their stuff is still inside, you have to make sure they actually vacate, which is why they changed the lock, correct? Yes. What exactly. if they say no? You, Ryan, what if they say no? I'm not leaving. What What then? Well, that, that's why you either have to be a representative of the court and able to actually detain them or have the sheriffs there with you knowing that they're going to have to take somebody out of the residence. But he was a representative of the court. Well, that's what I'm saying. And he had, and this was obviously a final eviction notice because he had a couple of sheriffs there with him. Like, you know, like that processor was saying like, oh yeah, you know, we do like 50 eviction notices a day. Okay. Yes. But 
Like, that's not technically a final eviction notice. On a final eviction notice, they're coming in to get you and your stuff out. All right, Ryan, I, I do appreciate the call. Very quick correction. Clarify. There, there were no sheriff's deputies. With, or police officers with, when the civil service provider was shot. There were three process servers, according to Gene Peters Baker, three process servers who arrived at the home. One of them, Drexel Mack, was killed as he entered the home after removing the locks. A second one was shot, and it was either the second one or the third one. That called 911 that sent Independence Police coming. Is it possible that we're talking across each other and what he was trying to say, Scott, is that when she says we're doing 20 to 50 evictions a week, those are not the final evictions. I think what he was saying is, you know, there's so many different um, steps you have to take along the way with notification that the 20 to 50 could be just the third step or the fifth step or the mm-hmm. seventh step. It doesn't necessarily mean those are all physical evictions. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. She is Dana Wright. He is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. Gene Peters Baker, the Jackson County prosecutor, joins us at 4.15 this afternoon. We will do Festivus Friday at 5 o'clock. We are talking about the shooting that occurred yesterday in Independence where a process server and a police officer, um, Drexel Mack and Cody Officer Cody Allen, were shot and killed. Um, allegedly by 69-year-old Larry Acree, who lived on the property. He was being evicted. Um, He is held on $2 million bond. I'm also curious. He had not paid his property taxes since 2019. Okay. So um, roughly four years, give or take. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five. Five. Pardon me. Give or take. Is that the course of action and length of course of action that it takes to get somebody out of their house when oh, it they can take aren't even longer. Oh yeah, than that. five oh, years. Oh no, 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 no. As somebody who used to own rental property, and this property was not rented, it was auctioned off because he had not allegedly paid his property taxes in five years. Evicting somebody from a home is a tedious, paper-filled process. Okay, but five years for a home worth. Um, Mm $670,000. You know, I'm not saying the county should go after the big ticket items here, but I would just ask our audience, if you work in that industry, is that standard that that goes on for five years? Well, keep in mind, they they had been contacting him for more than a year trying to get him out of that house, and he just wouldn't leave. Well, and it'll go for years of you being delinquent on your taxes before they actually take the steps to evict you. Yeah. Hank in Kansas City. Hank, hello. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, man? Go ahead. Uh, I just, you know, I've been listening to all this since yesterday. I live four miles west of where this took place. I live real close to the high school. Um, Man, just the way all this went down, I, I don't think it would have mattered to this man if there would have been a deputy or a police officer with this process servers when they showed up. 
it sounds like to me he was going to shoot regardless, and that's what he did. Now, it's sad, but, you know, uh, man, I got served back in 96, dude, in Clay County by a process server and a Clay County Sheriff's deputy. Uh, but like I said, I don't think it made a difference if there would have been an officer with the, those process servers. He was going to shoot anyway, and he did. You know, we're going to hear more from the court in the 4 o'clock hour about court employee, 41-year-old um, Drexel Mack. 12-year court employee, Drexel Mack, who lost his life doing his job yesterday. But I want to read this from um, a listener to the program that reached out overnight. Please don't forget Cody tomorrow. Officer Allen. He was such a good person. I am melting down tonight crying just thinking about his children. Hmm. Please talk about Cody. Sunshine in Grandview. Sunshine, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing okay. Thank you for asking. Okay. I got a, a couple of things. For one, um, this man had been um, served or mail going to his house for over a year. Usually, when you are in an eviction, the sheriff goes and puts you out your property. That's a question why I have. Why did the sheriff do it? Why did they have police officers? And if somebody is not answering mail within a year, I think it should have been some caution. I'm sorry about the family, and definitely I'm sorry about that process because that's not in their job description. I don't know why a process server was even there when you have been trying to contact them through well, a year. You sunshine, by law, by law, they have to be. And it should be noted, and, and we'll get into this later at 415 with, with the prosecutor. She said during the news conference, or at least alluded to the fact, that Drexel Mack was armed. He did not show up at that home without a gun. And we had process servers yesterday say, and we know this, on the police side, just the service of those papers is one of the most dangerous things you can sure, do sure. as part of your job. We had process servers call in and say, I have encountered people who are angry with guns. We have a protocol when we're removing them from their property, mm -hmm. what to do with the guns. Uh, people have been threatened. I mean, that to me is one of the most dangerous jobs that we don't really ever talk about in society until something so tragic like this happens. Let's go to Joe in Overland Park. Joe, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. So, Hi. all right, I'm not, I'm not going to defend this guy for shooting anybody because that's wrong. But think about it, what y'all said earlier. He, his value of his house went from 110 to 320-something thousand in 2022 or 2021, mm -hmm. and then to 600-something thousand the very next year. How is that possible that he's having to pay taxes on that by jumping 100%? That means that they, they upped his taxes so much that he couldn't afford them anymore because he was paying them, so he wasn't a sovereign citizen. And he was very, very angry at the well, government. We, we, we don't know if he was a sovereign citizen or not. And I hope to find out at 415 the, the, this the, afternoon. The, the dollar amounts, Joe, would suggest that that is quite a swing in property value. But everyone listening right now who lives in Jackson County is going, yeah, we, we all had the same thing happen to us. We know the property valuation system in this last year was a dumpster fire. There is a process under which you deal with that. 
You appeal that. There are class action lawsuits about that. You don't go shooting people who are there to do their jobs. There is, before we get too deep into the woods here. There is nothing you can say. Let me say this. And I don't even want to go there. There's people going there on the text line. They are. Don't you dare say, well, it shouldn't have hiked his property. Well, well, they they are on the text line, and I am going to address this. There is no excuse. I don't care if, if they valued his property at $3 million. Before you shoot someone, you move to an apartment. There are, as Dana said, and she's absolutely right, there are legal and procedural ways to go about challenging the valuation of your property. If you believe that my property is not, by the way, this was a big house on nine acres of property, and how it wasn't valued at $675,000 to begin with, I have no idea. Nine acres of property. 2,400 square feet was the house. No, that house is bigger than 2,400 square feet. There is, I, I can't believe that. Well, the builder's deed says 2,400 well, that, square feet. Well, that's fine, but maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe there's a un, unfinished basement or something, but whatever. There is no way that house is 2,400 square feet. No way. But you do not have the right to come out guns a blazing when for five years you have not paid your taxes. And by the way, anybody who challenges us on where in the Constitution do you have to pay taxes? Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1. Read the Constitution. 913-586-7798. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.